Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FP crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet and greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. And after those cute kittens were done playing with the orphans, they were immediately put to sleep. Coming up in just a moment, we'll have traffic and weather with Greg Yamamoto. But first, everybody's favorite time of the day, it's Celebrity Birthdays. Today's Celebrity Birthday on August 18th is brought to you by Wendy's. If you're taking the paint off the wall, don't worry at all. Wendy's will get rid of that gas fast. Comedian and actor Andy Samberg turns 43 today. The late, great Patrick Swayze would have turned 70 today. Boy, I would have loved to have those hands molded me. Former bad boy Christian Slater turns 52, as well as Edward Norton, 52 as well. And today, turning 250 episodes old, James, Jimmy, Craig, Dan B, Danny D, and of course JC, Footy Prime, the podcast. Congratulations, guys. I guess that combination of Wendy's, Cialis, and Just for Men has really kept you afloat. Time to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Oh, no, you know what? I won't be back like Lisa LaFlemme. I've been canned for no reason. Well, joke's on you. I've been defecating in the copy room for years. So cheers to you, Lisa, and everybody else else who's been in their shoes you know who i'm talking about so fuck you to the big guys and let's get this party started (laughs) (laughs) fuck you to the big guys that's just a perfect extra for another great intro there jc that was brilliant 250 boys 250 ah i can't believe we got this far in there may not be a 251 but that's okay it's still free prime the podcast jim brennan's here jeff cole was there you just heard him Craig Forrest is here. Brendan Dunlop's here. Dan Wong is here who's, as well. Who's, who's clicking away there? Someone was clicking? It's got to be Jimmy, hasn't it? Stop, stop you, Jimmy. Stop rubbing your computer there, buddy. Jimmy, what? <laughs> I haven't touched nothing. Put your head. Look. Oh, he hasn't. Did you hear that? It's like there's Everyone a mouse in your the hands. house. Everyone put your hands in the screen here. I'm telling you now, I'm not clicking. Why does Craig only have two fingers? I hear That's it even weird. though no one is clicking. Oh, oh, that's weird. Gone. Maybe okay, it's a everyone... ghost of Danny Dickio. It's a ghost of Dickio. No, there's a creaky He's... mouse in the house. You're right. It's somewhat. It's some something. Something. That's weird. Wow. We'll figure it out as we go. Well, uh, we have JC, a poltergeist we'll on the Footy Prime. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. I'm back. <laughs> well, anyway, welcome to the show, everyone. Two fifty. Um, we're recording this dead early on on Thursday morning. I appreciate everyone getting up so early and looking so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Thank you so much. Obviously, we're all a little bit beleaguered from from a TFC match last night. That that was a great performance, albeit dropping points in the end. The question that I was left with, boys, was that the greatest goal in North American soccer history? Domenico Crescetto, you were there and you were actually recording it at the time. How did you know he was going to score that goal? It was just a feeling. It was, you know what? Let me be one of those idiots that has my phone up. And watches this through an iPhone as opposed to appreciating the atmosphere. 
And you know, I got uh, I got a world class video because of it. Viral sensation. You're not an idiot now, are you? No, I guess not. Just you know, be in the moment. You know how I knew because I read the game so well. I have a really high football IQ. I'm overcompensating for what my body can't do by seeing it as fast as those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that suck when your brain's ahead of your body? It's like I know where I should be, but I know I can't get there. Oh, but it's the, crazy. The brain is telling me where I should be. Man, you got spider sense. That was sense. a great goal. He's got spider sense. It's like uh, Peter Parker over there. You know, a little exactly bit. It was a great goal, though, on. Jimmy. Jimmy, as a as a as a fellow left back, um, yeah. How, how do left backs score those kind of goals? If your name's not Roberto Carlos. It's a good question, Charms. I think the service, you got to give Bradley credit for the service because the ball that he played over left footed was perfect. And you could see there, I mean, obviously the flight, the flight of the ball, he's just eyed it up and just thought, I'm going to nail this. Because normally that situation, you take a touch first, wouldn't you? Take a touch, let it drop, maybe hit it on the half volley. But he might have just saw the flight of it, good body positioning, and just went, I'm going to nail this one and hit it perfect. Yeah, you, you don't want exactly want to hit the corner flag, do you? No, and those those are easy. They're easy to to slice. <laughs> yeah. Very easy. But he just now, he now you, the sweet you, spot. Usually, when someone scores a goal like that, Craig finds a reason to to piss all over it and, and question the goalkeeper. Um, in this case, can you question Bono on, on that goal? Obviously, we can on the other goal. <laughs> but the, that goal, Craig, can you can you ruin my euphoria for seeing such a wonderful? No, spin? no, you can't. I wouldn't uh, put any blame on the goalkeeper there. I thought that was just a, an amazing strike. They've 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 scored a couple of fantastic goals, really. I mean, the Italians, I think, have got six of the last seven goals, I think, for TFC, and uh, that uh, Insigne goal a few days ago as well. Uh, off the pass from Bradley was top top drawer, but they still drop points, guys. Yeah, yeah, they got to win. They have to win. That. They've got to win those games. I mean, there's eight points, or sorry, eight teams in their division with it. Four points, fifth to twelfth. It is yeah. tight. It felt like a loss, honestly. Mm. At full time, it felt like a loss. That those are definitely three points that they needed. They dominated possession. They were they were almost too clever. Was, they were very. Tiki Taka is not the right word, but they um, they were trying to pass the ball into the back of the net for a long stretch there, and then they were just trying to shoot from anywhere, and that's exactly kind of what Crusito's goal was. Yeah, I felt like it was half frustration, half let's go. Bono's got to save it though. Bono, well, yeah, that, he bad. said, "What do you mean Bono's got to save it? We're talking about Crusito's goal." Yeah, but I'm saying no. But overall, the whole performance where we're saying they've got to pick up points, they got to win, right? The goal was fantastic, but on the other end, Bono's got to save that. That wins you the mm. game. It was yeah. let it in way too easy. They were comfortable. They looked good. I thought they looked good last night. Charlotte, uh, the LAFC, right? Sorry, New York. Sorry, New York City FC. They won three one. Yeah, so so Charlotte got a big win there. Um, what the hell does that got to do with yeah. saving? No, it? well, look, because they're one of the teams they've got to try to overcome. That's why they've got three big points, right? You're trying to, you know, get over these teams, mm-hmm. right? Right now yeah. it's three points, but there's teams now with games in hand as well. Look at the table, Jimmy. Look at the results. All these okay. results are important. Yeah. Let's or let Charmin look at it and read the internet wrong, which is a theme that we have on the show. <laughs> it says uh, <laughs> Craig was reading the wrong landmass for Qatar last week, comparing it to. Yeah, to you know what. It, you know what it was? I knew exactly Wait. what it it was. No, it was, it was Taiwan because that was in the news. And I was like on Vancouver Island. I'm like, oh, I wonder what the size of it totally was Taiwan. <laughs> Vancouver Island is like more than twice the size of Qatar. <laughs> I don't think people listen to Footy Prime, the podcast, for accurate information. <laughs> yeah. That's so, accurate, you know, actually. I don't feel bad. Yeah. I don't. On my numerous mistakes, Sem- so just semi-shoveling this shit out to the listeners, and for right. some reason, semi-accurate, semi-accurate, yeah, yeah, alternative yeah. facts, isn't it? You know, um, some shows have that at the end of each show, they'll have someone that's actually listening, and then they'll uh, they'll uh, you know correct all the mistakes that were made during the show. We should have someone doing that. I mean, it'd be a, a even longer extra than usual, so that'd be kind of <laughs> kind of handy. Yeah. Um. 
but still a dominant display didn't get the job done in the end it wasn't a, a must win it was a must not lose they're still in the hunt but those games in hand can come in very handy for those other teams but overall uh looking pretty good Crescito, i mean as much as bernardeschi and insignia getting all the press i tell you what that guy's impressed me the most because i kind of knew what i i would expect to see from the other two and i'll be honest with you i haven't watched too many um genoa games over the last few years um but but he is a player that just oozes class on that left-hand side. And yeah, he scored the worldie last night, but I was already sold on, on Crescita. Yeah, me as well. I think the best way to describe him, and maybe for someone who hasn't watched him enough or seen someone in that position, like Wonger, you can speak to this. When you watch TFC play without the Italians, do you feel as though Michael Bradley is the engine? Does it look I... like that to you? I just can't. Yes. They, okay. I, I, no, no, no. Everything you're saying, I totally agree. There's no engine. It, it feels awkward when they're like when Bradley's got no one to service, as Jimmy says. Because now, though, not because now. Now it's like, fantastic. My point being is now it feels like there's two engines. Crescito is very much like that. Or for a North American example, like a point guard that's dominating. Mm. I feel like they have two. That Crescito is very much that on the left side, and uh, and just his his chemistry with Insigne is is incredible. But yeah, to to be in that in that spot, honestly, the way he hit that ball, I felt like it was just half frustration and half talent. Yeah, the thing is too, as a as a left back, when you're in a team that that can control the game and have good possession, you have Insigne who's in front of you who likes to drift inside. It's a dream, really, for a for a left back because you can push up the pitch as much as you like, knowing that you still got good possession. Your winger's going inside, and that's just giving you all the space to roam. So the setup works perfectly for him. How good defensively, Jimmy, do you think they are? Do you think they're good enough to keep balls out of the back of the net? Because uh, last night was obviously not good enough. No, I think I think down the line, they're probably going to have a few changes in the back. You know, in the midfield going forward, uh, up top, I think they're they're very good, very good. I think they're still still a couple of pieces away. Uh, I still think they're going to get into the playoffs, but I could see in the off season them adding a couple more pieces to the, to really make this team dynamite because they are good. It's like what Bradley said as well. You know, good teams with you got to they're not far off. They've got to win games, and good teams will win games. So. That defensive too. I could see them holding on to that DP slot if there was the opportunity to get another defender. I mean, they they did the right thing in attempting that with Salcedo. It just didn't work. Yeah. That second goal, Jimmy and Craig, how much was defender's fault, keeper's fault? Like, where does that lane play? Because it didn't look good from the keeper, but how open was, you know, it was right off the opening kick. I think it was like three minutes into the second half and not a great, not a great goal. Craig? Uh, I didn't see it. Oh. Jimmy, did you see it? Yeah, yeah I did. I did see it. <laughs> no, I think, I think the keeper's got to save it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Right, and that's a terrible time to, to concede. Right after, right after. <laughs> I'm leaning back. I'm like, oh, oh, I don't take this one. <laughs> we do yeah. bring honesty to the, the listeners you're, too. As well actually, as you're, you're almost in the closet. Actually, <laughs> it's like Homer in the bush. <laughs> you know what that was? That was a lesson for Wonger, who's trying to be a host here. Wonger, read the room. The body motion was he wanted nothing. To oh, do I'm not that. trying to be hey, a host. Bro. I just thought it was should know better. That, that's Craig why I should read Jimmy's. Craig and I That's why I shut up because he was just going back and back, and I was like, I'm not saying nothing. Let this guy go. <laughs> <laughs> We'd read Jimmy's got... forehead on Sportsnet all the time when there was a topic came up that he wasn't comfortable talking about. He'd look straight ahead. <laughs> and the veins be popping and the sweat be pouring down his face. Like, yeah. oh, I guess I got a Craig on this one. <laughs> yeah. If I was in, if I was interested in the question, I would look at you. And then if you started yeah. on something, I was like, no, I'm not even going to look at him. If I don't look at him, he can't see me. <laughs> it's like, no, I, I don't care about 
<laughs> Spartak Prague. No. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Well, then, me, team, you were at it? the game. You were at the game. What did you think of that play? <laughs> I was in the beer line. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> I came, I came back to my seat and I was like, "The fuck did they do?" And someone says, "The the uh, the surfer defender, he let the ball go." And I went, "What? The surfer like, defender, McNaughton?" Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. The surfer defender. <laughs> that sounds like a superhero name. I went, "What do you mean he let the ball go?" He says, "The ball went by him, and they scored." And I went. Great description. Thanks. And I saw it on Twitter. So I've just sent it to you, Craig, actually. God bless MLS.com and their Twitter team, by the way, because they're clipping these goals and putting these goals out. If only all streamers could do that so quickly. It'd be very handy for sure. McNaughton is a surfer, though. He could definitely be a surfer. (laughs) Yeah, he does look like it. From now on. Jimmy, if you played right now, would that be your look? Like, it's come back, that 90s blonde. No. No, no, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I had what some would you do? dodgy haircuts. Um, how old would I be? Oh, no, yeah, no, what would you point. do? In this hypothetical, no, it's a very important question. He's 26, 27, I think, so that age. Uh, I don't think I'd have anything too crazy. 21, 22, 23, I had some crazy haircuts. By the way, JC just uh, revealed his his do under his his cap there. It's it's something pretty special too. He's for those that can't see, which is everyone listening. Um, he's got the, uh, the 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 sides and the back are short, but on top he's got what? That's got to be what twelve inches of flow. It's, it's down to the like, collarbone, baby. He looks he like just Tiger King. Craig right now. Tiger King. He does look like Tiger King. I'll does take he? it. Yeah, I'll take does. It. that's right. I'll take it. <laughs> What's that song? Making love to a tiger or something? What? I don't know. In the song, he, he made a song. He did make a song. I'll just Someone make a song, a song myself. I'm making love to a tiger with Jimmy in my mind. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Guys, we got to stop fucking recording at 8.30 in the morning. This is is not good. Hey, Sebastian Javinko was at the game last night. He was. Who's taller, him or or, uh, Insigne? Insigne by like an inch or something. Ah, I think on paper it's actually Javinko. But they're they're lying. lying. Was Soteldo shorter than both of them? Oh, God. I I I don't know. I don't he know. was stocky so, though, so it kind of he he struck a bigger posture there perhaps than than he he was because he was tiny as well. And he had hockey legs. He had big. He had big yeah. thighs, big mm. hockey legs. His shorts never fit over his thighs. Remember? Yeah, it was like wearing child shorts. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a segue from that to the next topic here. That doesn't look right though. If you're that small and that thick, you know who's coming up short? Manchester United. <laughs> There's your segue. It's pretty good. Ron McLean would be proud of that one, wouldn't he? So I'm trying to find I'm trying to find uh, stories. It's it's pretty quiet actually in the football world right now. And that weird kind of zone, the transfer window still a, a couple of weeks away. Lots of speculation, which isn't news as such. But you, you open up the the rags and United just dominate the back pages right now. It's just obviously falling apart. We we touched on that on Sunday's podcast, obviously. Um, but the, the story that I found hilarious, the whole Rabio to United story, that he was apparently, it was a done deal, right? He was arriving. But there was, of course, that backstory. How would his mum be involved? She's got some baggage there from previous contracts and negotiations. Apparently, she demanded for her son $330,000 a week to join Manchester United. Um, he's not a $330,000 a week player. He, he's a decent player, but with all that crap that comes with him, um, and it got me thinking, parental influences in football teams and, and within the room even. Have you guys ever experienced that? A player who, whose mom or dad what was, you know, overly, overly present in their in their kid's, kid's life? I know Jermaine Defoe's mom was a big personality, right? Yeah, but look, for parents, and if, if you don't know the game and the industry, stay out of the, stay out of the way. Don't get involved in 
in contract negotiations and everything. That's not your place. And if that's a case where she's getting involved in the deals, kibosh because of it, because of her greed, then it's ridiculous. That shouldn't that shouldn't happen. And then Juventus has actually turned around because that deal got squashed. They've offered Weston McKenney. See if Man United wanted to have a little sniff at him. Would that be a signing worth considering? I like him. I like him. Interesting though, right? In the, in the, there's a young lad at Ipswich and uh, his father was looking after him and uh, he hadn't hit the first team yet, but he wanted a meeting with the manager. So he got one and was asking why he uh, his son isn't playing or being a featured feature in the first team. So the manager said, uh, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll rip up his contract and you can fuck right off. Yeah. That's how it that's how it goes. See you later. I mean, this I, I get it to a certain point in that a lot of these these are young kids, right? I mean, you two moved overseas at a very young age. How involved were your parents in those early dealings at all? Not at all. Not at all. No. The youth contract was a pretty standard contract. <laughs> twenty five quid a week. Twenty five pounds a week, thirty five pounds for your uh your digs. That was YTS, right? Were you YTS too, Jimmy? Yeah, I did YTS, but I I ended up making a few more few more bucks because I was coming in as an international. But back then too, I mean, it was like that story that I told you with George Jordan when I walked in the office and he said, "Sign your contract or fuck off." And I went, "Okay." <laughs> so not not much not much room for negotiations. I'll tell you that for free. No. <laughs> And they know it. They knew you were so freaking scared. You just oh, a yeah. young, young lad. It's like, this is what you're going to get. Oh, do you think I can get a bit more? No. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild now with the youth contracts, right? And I think on this show, Terry Dunfield spoke about this when he went to Man City to see the academy and in the parking lot. It's just an academy day. Why are there Lamborghinis in the, and Mercedes and Audis in the parking lot? And it's these players that get, you know, to that maybe not the reserves, but whatever that uh, level is below that three steps away. And they're on 16,000 a week or something close to it because maybe 16,000 a month, excuse me, because there are other big teams sniffing around trying to grab these, these youth players. Um, I can understand why maybe some parents keep that influence or if they have a business sense, they want to be involved um, in their, in their child's life. But when you get to a point like Rabio in his career, with his mother's his agent or the overwhelming spokesperson, it doesn't look good for the for the player. I mean, that's hard to bounce back from. It's not like his game does a lot of good talking for him, I think, as well. So for that to happen behind the scenes, it was a a lot of people already thought it was a joke that he was even linked to United. So for it to play out that way, it feels like a big joke for him. Yeah, it is. And then what ends up happening too is, you know, the clubs start looking at that. And if there's a player that's similar You'll be going. I'm not going to go deal with with that woman again, and or that man, or the you know the mom and dad, whoever it is. We're not dealing with them. We're going to take this guy and deal with the agent, and get the deal done properly. Because the danger is negotiating contracts and that you you don't want to involve emotion. Emotion should be out of it. It should be hard business. And when it's your kid, I don't know how you you do that without the emotion being a factor, right? And the clubs see that as well. So uh, I don't know. It's. It's, it's, it's tricky for sure. I understand why parents want to be involved, obviously. But at some point, you've got to say, okay, you know what? I need a, someone who's an expert in this field, right? We're going to get an agent for you and do it the right way. I can imagine, though, with her and Rabio, they look at United, obviously, as being a cash cow in comparison to any of the other European giants, even more so than Juventus, based on their wage bill. And Ronaldo's supposedly making 500000 a week. So I don't think you walk into that negotiation looking at any of the comparable players or McTominay or Fred or uh, anyone younger and say, oh, we'll, we'll take whatever this money is. Say, no, he's a veteran. He, he's won leagues with Ronaldo. Um, we'll go reasonable based off of that ceiling, which is unrealistic. Yeah, 100%. What do you think if of Jim Radcliffe? Do you think he's going to have a chance of taking over uh, Manchester United? It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, there's another equity firm involved, and, and they've been told to piss off by the fan base, apparently. 
So the fans that really, really want the Glazers out, or at least want some investment to hold the Glazers accountable, um, still have aren't going to accept anyone. <laughs> so yeah. fair enough. But uh, I mean, I mean, the fact that the Glazers are open to this, I guess, is good news for United United fans. What about Elon Musk? Hmm? Love that, that. Was a joke. He was just joking. I saw so? that. I'm down. No, it was. It was he, well, he, made that, he made that clear. He, he was joking. Yeah. So if you are a new ownership group at Manchester United, what are you telling the club? I mean, is it time for United? And listen, we're two games into the season, right? Who knows? They, they could beat Liverpool on Monday, unlikely, and suddenly things feel better, right? Um, but if you're a new ownership group or an investor and you're having conversations with the club and the direction, do you try and buy your way out of trouble? It can happen. It can work. City have done that. Or is it time just to start blooding some kids? There's some really great talent in the academy, by all reports. Really good players. If you're the fan base, are you open to that? You know, we're not going to worry about this season right now. You know, we're not very good. We're probably not finishing top four. We're going to start blooding some kids and start building, once again, the United Way, which was building through the academy. Don't forget that. We'll sprinkle in some big signings every now and again, obviously. But right now for this season, it's time to play some kids to get rid of the, the Ronaldos of the world, the Juan Bissaka, who, who wants out as well. Some of these names who haven't got the job done. Do you think the fan base would be be patient enough to, to accept that rebuild? Have you met Manchester United fans before? <laughs> yeah, but they're so, they're so beleaguered, though. They're so broken down right now. Yeah, Anything's better than what's happening now, isn't it? There's no plan. All these names you mentioned, right? You know, from, from McKenney to Rabio to, you know, Onanovic. Like, it's like they're just throwing freaking darts at a dartboard right now. Where is the strategy? Yeah, they're linked like, to everybody right now. It's a good point. There's no strategy. Although, it's funny, though, with McKenney being offered, whether that was Juventus taking the initiative or if that's based off of them being linked with Christian Pulisic, mm. which I also don't think really makes any sense, except from the sense of them trying to be this global marketing brand and recognizing that they've kind of missed the boat in maximizing the American interest even more, right? Dicchio said that on the show about McKenney and Ben Pulisic. He thought both those guys are good players. They're good CONCACAF internationals. But are they that level, Champions League players? And you see United linked with them now in this turmoil? That's what hit me. Unfair, to, Probably unfair to those players, but it seems like they're being used more as marketing pawns than pieces to actually fix the situation. Mm -hmm. At least yeah. McKenney serves a, fits a hole that they have. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just they're, it's crazy. You know, even even this morning reading you know, BBC football and that, they're just linked with absolutely everyone. They're even talking about uh, Asmir uh, Begovic taking him from Everton as a backup. Wow, I didn't see that one. Yeah, well, he's made some good money as a backup over the last four or five years. He has. Chelsea. Are we reading too much into De Gea here, Craig? I mean, don't forget last year he was, without De Gea, they're not finishing where they finished, right? He was outstanding. Mm -hmm. However, he, he's not a guy that can use his feet. He can save with his feet, <laughs> but he can't use him to kick a ball very well. And that is something that Ten Hag demands from his goalkeepers. And now we saw that go awful, go wrong the last match. Do you think De Gea is one of the problems that need to move out here? No. No, you can't just go on the back of a few mistakes he's made recently. He's gone in and out of form in his career, but generally speaking, he's been a solid performer. Absolutely the best in Manchester United for me over the last two or three years. Yeah, But Ten Hag he, demands... He, uh, he's Edison not the type, problem. Type. Right. Well, here's here's another one. They're, they're saying they're lining up for Jan Sommer from Borussia Mönchengladbach to challenge mm. the number one spot. Hmm. Another, another name, one. another name. It's crazy. Summer, he's he's getting up yeah. there. Thirty-three. Yeah. Well, that's actually prime for a goalkeeper. Yeah. Pulisic is also being linked to United as well right now from uh, from Chelsea. Um, also, Newcastle linked with him. If you are a player right now, what is the the more alluring prospect, um, Manchester United or Newcastle United? <laughs> I think as a player, Newcastle. Think about what you just said there. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Crazy. Be part of be part of that. They haven't, they're not a side that have been winning trophies for you know for years and years. You know, it's it's a much more difficult situation to go into Manchester United. 
Although it is Manchester United after all. Yeah. Well, you look at Man City as well. Once they got the, that ownership group in, and how many people wanted to be a part of that? And Pep went in. And that, I think that's part going. of the problem, isn't it, Jimmy? I mean, right across town, you got Man City who've come out of nowhere, new ownership, and running that place just about as well as you could possibly run it. They've won what four of the last five titles, something yeah. like that. You know, so split with Liverpool there that one year, but other than that, they've just been dominant. I was, I was thinking that about also that. Hurts. The early days, B. I was thinking about that this week when Carlos Tevez made the jump over. How ballsy was that? <laughs> you think about it, right? For him to cross the, the divide. Yeah, I mean, it's at pretty the time, easy to the noisy neighbors. Yeah, but pretty easy when they triple your salary and make you yeah. the face of the franchise, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then they put a billboard up that says "Welcome to Manchester." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that went down well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that gained great currency with the rest of English football fans when City did that because it really was just like kicking sand in Fergie's face saying, fuck yeah. you. Who do you think yeah. you are? You don't own this city. Mm-hmm. Talk about Real contract- arrogance, which I, I appreciated. I love that too. Talk about contract clauses. Do you remember he had a clause that he made 100 pounds more than – he had to be the highest paid player and it was by some small number by 100 pounds. So every time they did a deal for a new guy that bumped up, it bumped him up. So Yaya Torre come in for 50000 more the next year, two years later, boom, bump him up. Forget whoever the next guy was, boom, bump him up. Tevez had to be the top guy, and it was by 100 pounds. So you're calling all your mates, aren't you? All your mates who are world-class players say, hey, come on over, come on over. You know, <laughs> sign a nice big contract, win some trophies. Yeah. <laughs> That's not self-serving yeah. at all. Imagine that. You're going to be the highest-paid player until Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> To answer your Pulisic question, uh, because when the link first came around, I think it was Fabrizio Romano tweeted that um, Pulisic was linked with a loan move to United. Player was up for it. I thought, really? Is that a situation he wants to walk into after the situation that he was in at Chelsea where I think he struggled to establish himself, certainly to be consistent? He's shown flashes of how great he can be, but I don't think he's really truly played to his level there, which is why a move would be on the cards anyway. I like the link to Newcastle much more. And to Craig's point, it's just, it's less drama. It's less bullshit. Get, just get to the football. They're building a real project at Newcastle. And someone like him can be a huge part of that. Maybe just in the short term, but it could yeah. be a huge part of that in the long term. For United, you could be a young player you, like Xavi Simon. You could be an older player. And you don't know what it's going to look like in three three months, let alone no. three years. But it's it's to say that you play for Manchester United. But is That's that the wrong. level now? I know this is the Barcelona. Look, it's thing, it's though. the same th- same thing with Barcelona. You ask any player, you know their situation. They still want to go to Barcelona. Yeah. To say that you've played for Barcelona. Now does it does the name Newcastle United? You know, is it is it sexy as what Man United is? And no, it's not. But they're building something. They're doing something right there. So I mean. Football-wise, yeah, you got to be a little bit calculated. But to turn around and say that you do play for Man United, it's a big fucking deal. It's got that allure, hasn't it? Of course yeah. it When you guys played in particular, had that allure, Jimmy. I mean, what was the what was the kind of the general, when you heard United mentioned in your playing days, it was like they are the team, the club? Oh, they were the they were the best. They were the best in the world, like when I was playing. That was their glory days, man, winning everything. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, they didn't have the competition of Chelsea or Man City at that time either. No, it was Arsenal. Mm-hmm. That's why with, of, with United, a lot of teams struggling right now, and you look at the top two who are so far away. I mean, all, all respect to Liverpool struggles this season so far, but the top two are so much better, and that's fine. Chelsea are going nowhere. Spurs are rising. Arsenal's getting better, and then Newcastle are this 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 unknown factor that are going to be a dominant force. You, you would think it's going to be harder and harder for a United to get back to where they think they belong. It's not impossible. But it won't be easy for sure. Um, Newcastle, by the way, take on Man City in the big game on Fubo TV this Sunday. That's a biggie, and that's a, that's an interesting one, isn't it? City, of course, the dominant force. Newcastle, the pretenders to their crown in many ways, and Newcastle are becoming must-watch TV for me early in this season. Just I want to. I'm so fascinated by that project. I hate that term, by the way, but that project. They've just signed uh, Atlanta's old CEO. Forget a guy's name now. He did a great job at Atlanta. Um, 
before they were they, they were created and winning the championship, of course. And uh, he's now their their top boy. They signed who who's their oh my god, my brain right now, early in the morning. Who's the director of football? Dean Ashton? Is that the guy they got from Brighton? Oh my god. Anyway, they they recruit him really well off the field as well as as on the pitch right now. So uh, I, I love I love how we're just leaving him. I know you pricks. <laughs> just let him sink. I was waiting. I was waiting for Craig to do the the Homer back into the bush again. <laughs> I, I'm like, where the hell's Brendan? Where the hell's B? Because he would dig yeah. me out of this hole. Because you fuckers won't. Yeah. B, Brendan got up. Who's we're all turning CEO? away. Who's the Atlantic he had to go CEO that Newcastle just signed? Who's the who? I missed the start of the question. Yeah, you know, Atlanta United, right? They had their, their their top guy just left and went to Newcastle. You want me to use the internet right now? Oh, you wouldn't help me either. Damn it. Okay, who's their director of football? The guy from Brighton? Dean Ashton? Dean Ashworth? Ashworth sounds right. Oh, <laughs> so thanks, fellas. So I, I would have relied on you, but you couldn't help me out there. You weren't there, but it turns out you couldn't help me out anyway. Yeah, Aaron anyway. God damn it. You know, we, we mentioned before about being in the army in the trenches and how Jimmy would like would have shot himself in the foot. Well, now I know I believe that 100%. You're not watching out for your mate here. Thanks. Medics. Anyway. But as a host, right? That's like I learned everything I know from you, that's which may issue, explain why I'm in a certain situation in my career. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, you know, as a host, career. Not to put yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my point boys <laughs> not to put yourself in situations that you can't handle right i remember when i got delegated off of the sport that i love dearest and to other sports and i said i don't know what to do here and you said dunny you well, you call me something else b you only Tired. need to know enough to ask the right questions and yet with us you get so comfortable now you're asking questions you would never know the answer to. How the hell would we know the answer to? Because I'm relying on the experts. The experts. I am the host. I'm not the expert. Oh, fair. You guys are the experts. So on Sundays, you're the expert. B. So I'm the expert with these guys. Apparently, you're the guy, the host. These guys <laughs> to the bottom left of my picture, screen here are supposed to always be the experts, but they fuck me over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we're we're watching how many football teams how many different leagues and you're going to throw in who's the general manager that came from brighton to newcastle you didn't even watch tfc last night <laughs> i know i was too busy watching uh, vancouver oh. the, the game that was on after yeah, yeah. <laughs> after tfc <laughs> fuck off jimmy <laughs> you just took one of those naps, one of those 7 to 9 p.m. naps. Great yeah. nap time. Well, you know what? Maybe now it's time. This is a great, great segue now. Right? Now it's time to test the expertise of our guests. <laughs> it's time to remember a simpler time 30 years ago. This week, of course, on Monday, was 30 years since the Premier League was born. Craig won a 13 foreign scum in the league that year. <laughs> Jimmy wasn't quite there just yet, but I'm sure he was watching from afar, dreaming of one day playing for Norwich. So let's ask some, some trivia here, some questions, all right? Um, about that first year. No Wikipediaing this, okay? So do you remember the top three teams? Because back in those days, remember, two teams qualified for the UEFA Cup. One team, the champion, qualified for the Champions League in that first year. Who were the top three teams that year? Blackburn, Manu, Newcastle. Nope. Fuck. How many did I get right? One. One. Manu. Yep. Arsenal. Nope. <laughs> this is really funny, actually. I this think, is really amusing. Um, gee, I wait, think Craig knows. Really no, Craig, I don't. You, I really don't. You 30 impressed. years ago. You impressed me by naming all 10 men in front of you for Ipswich on that first day. And you had a few guys on the opposing team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't uh, remember who finished top. Oh, obviously Manchester United. Uh, what else did you say in there? Um, Just top three. He's no. mentioned Arsenal, Newcastle. Nope, they weren't there. Spurs? Oh. I mean, the Premier League was a different Norwich. beast then. But Leeds? Yep. Norwich. Norwich, Norwich, because they went, they played in Europe. 
Oh, that's right. They yeah. did. They played uh, Enter. They had a good run, actually. Yeah, they had a really good run. <laughs> it's only 30 years ago. Yeah. Norwich then, finished third. Yeah. It was Norwich, Menu. B. And on. Aston Villa finished second. They did. United, Villa, Norwich, top three. Going down that year? Any uh, wild stabs in the dark here? I guess that was a good result. The first game of the season against Villa. 1-1, one, one, I think it was. Yeah. That was, that was a good result for you. Going Three. down that season, which would have sucked yep. to go down the first season. I guess you probably wouldn't have understood the magnitude, though, right? For a few years. Were there parachute it's, payments in those days? No. No, there, there wasn't. Right? And there's 24 teams as well. Yeah. When did they adjust to 20? Um, when the players in 1995, I think. Jimmy, when the players what? Sorry? Was in Vanger and uh, oh. a few of the Arsenal players were all complaining about the league was too big. Yeah, well, their 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 idea was to drop it to twenty teams. I think yeah. it was nineteen ninety five. I'm gonna say the Middlesbrough go down. Yep, they did. Nice one. Yep. Coventry. Uh, oh, that's nope. a good show. Coventry no. were fifteenth that year. Hmm. Palace and Forest. Forest dead last. Dead last. Yeah, wow. that's, that must have sucked to go down. It seems like Middlesbrough will, will really get it every single season. Yeah. Doesn't it? Remember they brought in Ravinelli? Yes. Yeah. Got a hat-trick in his first game. Yeah. Janino. Yeah. Janino. All the, all the places for those guys to go is like, that was a real, that was a real coup. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, who was the top scorer that year? Alan Shearer. He had 16 goals. Good season, but not tops. That Thierry Henry. 93? He wasn't there. Right. What, 99, 2000, around there? Yeah, Way later, true. actually. Uh... Bear in mind, there were 13 foreign scum, right? That's it. These are all British players. Cantona. That was, uh, <laughs> no, no, he was there. He was there. <laughs> he was there. Yeah, but uh, no, he didn't. He was one of the one of the scumbags. He was at Leeds at that time, though, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, was he? Yeah, I think he yeah. was. When did he come yeah. to United? To confirm, to go back, Dean Ashworth is the sporting director for Newcastle. All right, thank you. So I did know. After all, you well. didn't need to ask you people to back me up. Still don't know what you're talking about Atalanta for, though. <laughs> no, Atlanta. No, Atlanta. Atlanta. Darren, uh, Darren Ellis. They won the championship a few years ago. So that's, say again, that's who the CEO. Darren Ellis. That's the CEO. Is that, yeah, that's right. Yes, thank you. All right, well, 15 minutes too late, but thank you very much. Yeah. All right, top scorer, inaugural Premier League season. Come on. Obvious, obvious choice here. Think about obvious that era. Choice. We just did. Man United striker. Uh, not oh. at the time he wasn't. Dwight York? Oh, was it Dwight he York? He played for two teams, a clue for you. He played for two teams. That was that a good year. show there. He played for Forest and Spurs that year. Oh, oh that's Forest. Stan? Stan? No. Collymore? Oh, Collymore. Good show. <clears throat> um, didn't Teddy Sheringham play for both? Yes, Teddy yeah. Sheringham. Thank you, B. Thank oh, you very so. much. That's why. Oh, yes. You're a host yes. on Sundays. Look at that. <laughs> Followed up by Les also... and Dean Dean Holdsworth third. Mickey Quinn. Four. Dean Holdsworth. Mm-hmm. He had Wimbledon. Uh, Wimbledon. He had eighteen goals. Or was he at Bolton? Goals. Wimbledon. Dean I guess, right? Yeah, it was Wimbledon. Uh, I think he was. Uh, wasn't he Coventry? It's uh, funny. All of yet. these, all of these names you're rifling through for a younger generation or people who weren't into the Premier League at that time. All of these names, they could also be hosts on talk sport radio or they could be <laughs> characters in guy Ritchie movies <laughs> i feel um, like where's mickey quinn he's right over wimbledon. here he's with you dean holes was at wimbledon hey continue my dog's doing something one second <laughs> great point in the middle of this quiz this 1992 right, not only that in the in the middle of your great impression i like that oh it's wow. i tell you his slow internet man it's like it 
<laughs> we have the we both have the host instinct, which is why we talk over each other the most because we can sense just this pause and usually Craig's body language. <laughs> and we always speak on top of each other, which has to be an editing nightmare for you, JC. But that's that's why you're a professional. Pro. Yo. <laughs> Back. You shouldn't say those. You shouldn't say those things about charms, though, Jimmy. Honestly, he's 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 a much better person than than. I can edit that out, but like I've never heard explicits like that about somebody. That, that was wild. <laughs> did we, oh did we, we took it too far this time. Yeah, you're not allowed. Oh, my dog, dog was stolen. His legs. My dog was no. My dog was chewing my missus's like million dollar glasses. <laughs> anyway, you moved to the suburbs and now she's wearing million dollar glasses. Yeah, well, you know I'm rich. You know that. Uh, all right, top assists that year, very quickly. Um, you've mentioned him already. Mentioned him already. Is that Jimmy, wasn't, Jimmy wasn't, Scratch in there? He wasn't a native Brit. <laughs> he wasn't Eric a native Brit? Eric Cantor. Oh, if you give me a second, I would have said it. Player of the year, very quickly. Player of the year. One of my favorites. One of Probably one of all of our favorites, actually. Legendary defender. Ooh, defender, player of the year, oh. first year in the Prem. Play for Villa. Oh. McGrath? McGrath? Ooh, ah, Paul McGrath. Paul McGrath. Wow. Yeah, Ooh, Paul, McGrath. Paul McGrath. He only trained once a week. Yeah, and and was a legend every Saturday. My first yeah. ever interview, Paul McGrath. Was he really? He was. Oh, yeah. wow. He was Gabby Bonlahor is one of my first ever interviews as well. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Look at that connection we got, eh? Well, wow, was he was a connection. Uh, he was at Villa at the time, though. Um, yeah, he must have been. Right? I would think so. Was the, I would, uh, good question. I don't know how you interviewed him. Like, what was this? Was uh, at that point, no, he he retired when I was there. He he was oh, doing. Was um, I think he was repping United, maybe. Forget now why he was here, but met him at a pub. Obviously, he wasn't drinking. Um, and uh, yeah, sat down for about fifteen minutes, and I was in awe. Of yeah. Ooh, ah, Paul McGraw. Chris Waddle was the writer's uh, player of the year, by the way. McGraw was Chris the PFA Waddle. player of the year. Chris Waddle is award. one of the few voices. Sorry, Charms. That's right. Chris Waddle is one of the few voices that I spot on a broadcast and know whether I'm going to enjoy the broadcast or not. <laughs> Point being, I think he's very good at his job. But when Newcastle are involved or a team that he doesn't fancy and he hates Villa, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare listening to him. And uh, there's been a couple times Newcastle have played Villa, and I'm like, get the fuck off the television. <laughs> and I don't say that. I don't say that very often. But... We uh, we interviewed him, Craig. Remember that? On Sportsnet one morning, pre-match. We had mm-hmm. Chris Waddle on, and I think the first question was about the mullet, <laughs> which no longer has. Yeah, it was a, it was a classic. Um, so Fergie was manager of the year, but there was a great award by the, the the League Managers Association had award the manager who made best use of the resources available to him. <laughs> basically, the Don't. best manager at the shittest club. Basically, right? It comes down to <laughs> a Dave Bassett of Sheffield United. <laughs> like, wow! How the hell do you manage that? <laughs> That's what it should be called. The wow! How do you manage that award? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey Craig, can you mention? Can you uh, remember the twelve other foreign scum that year? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I can remember a few. I'd be uh, Schmeichel, I would think. Um, yeah. Hans Sagers. There's a few goalkeepers. Penny uh, Berg. There's another goalkeeper, QPR, uh, Stenschkal or something. Um, the, the list here. So Cantona, obviously Gunnar Hol- yeah. Holden, Polish international. Um, he John was a, a coach in the MLS for Columbus. Kinchelsky. Andre Kinchelskis. Yeah. Anders Limbaugh. Roland Nielsen. Ronnie yeah. Rosenthal. Yeah. Right. Schmeichel. Hans Siegers. Yeah, yeah. Hans Steckel at QPR. Uh, Robert v- v- Jesus. That's the Polish guy. V- Voschka at Everton. Yeah, that's the Polish guy. He was the MLS yeah. coach. Is it Voschka? <clears throat> Is it pronounced it, Voschka? Mm, not up on my Polish pronunciations, <laughs> to be honest with you. Michelle Vonk at Man City. <laughs> there you go. Now, of course, the games weren't on Fubo TV back in those days. 
In fact, very few of any were over here. Were they on TSN? In, I wasn't uh, trying to think. 92, 93. I think TSN had a game a week, didn't they? I don't know how that, that first movie? season went, but I definitely remember 96, 97 before Sportsnet got the Premier League and made that 10 a.m. game a staple that the only access, at least on Saturdays, I believe was Graham Leggett's Soccer Saturday. Which oh, Saturday, yeah. I love that. Which would air up, and, up until 9.30 or 10, but they only had highlights from like the week before, mm-hmm. right. which is wild to think about. So I don't right. remember 92 if there was if anyone had it live. I, I bet you they didn't. Yeah. So much was on tape delay then, right? They may have done tape delay, like even Grand yeah. Prix. I told the story before that uh, Ayrton Senna had died in the morning and my dad didn't find out until he watched it at 11 p.m. when it aired on yeah. TSN. Well, no social media, right? You could actually watch games on delay and not be scared about you know getting the result earlier because unless your mate called you, you wouldn't know. Yeah, a simpler well, time. You see, it, soccer soccer Saturday was a week behind, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, they would show a game from the week before, and then at halftime they would show up to date halftime results. Remember that? And then yeah. was it a week before? To... Was it? I can't remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So times have changed. Know. I mean, now they've got. Premier League, 90 different broadcasters around the world, 400 different channels, nearly a billion on social media, the Premier League and teams, 120 different well. countries represented total, 63 are you, are different you, nationalities last year alone. Craig, are you, are you suggesting that that when they rebranded to the Premier League, it was actually a good idea? Well, I mean, it was a bit of a coup in the rest of the league, right? Remember, it was a bit of a Super League situation. Rupert Murdoch, not my favorite guy in the world. He was re- responsible. And behind that first deal was B Sky B. Yeah, that's right. That's why they, they needed something to guarantee eyeballs. And they actually considered porn. But obviously, that was problematic for various reasons. And they thought, well, sport's probably the way to go. Let's buy English football. And there you have it, guaranteed eyeballs. Football is the sports porn of mm. Europe. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting boardroom conversations. Those would have been. Well, another another great segue from 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 sports porn to Wonga's big old mail sack. <laughs> Do you have anything what a there? Great this, segue. This yeah, I got a, I got a couple. The first one is uh, from Bergen in the garage. B sent this to me. Uh, hey, Jimmy and Craig, did either of you have any experience playing against Dennis Burkamp? If so, how good was he? Yes, I did. And? A couple times. I played with uh, against him internationally as well as club level for Arsenal. One of the best players I ever played against. No question. No Different question. level? Different level. His touch and vision and movement. And yeah, he was absolutely different class. He didn't like to fly. That's why oh. he took the train everywhere, didn't he? Yeah, they play in Europe and he had... <laughs> Take the caravan. Yeah. Oh wow! Couldn't have played in uh, NASL back then. Be oh, on no. the train. He'd have to. They'd have to buy him a train. So when yeah. did you play the Netherlands, Craig? Uh, Nineteen ninety-four. That was okay. at varsity, no? Yeah. So pretty good lineup. <laughs> Frank Reichard for camp. Yeah. So he took a boat. No, no, it was the last time he actually did take a flight. And after that World Cup, I think that was it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. I didn't realize how late he came to Arsenal, like 90, 95. He'd already played nine years pro. Mm-hmm. 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 Anything else there, B? Uh, B? Yeah. Sorry, uh, Wonga? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, this was a funny one. And uh, it involves our boy B. So BJ Novak, Ryan from The Office, and now a uh, director, writer, he writes, does anyone know a great podcast about aliens and or the supernatural? And our friend, Carrie Ryan, wrote, you should check out Footy Prime. <laughs> Dave Starkey then said, I think you misread it, Carrie. He asked about aliens, not hosted by aliens. <laughs> and, and then Carrie responded, uh, true. But at Brendan Dunlop's ability to bring any conversation around to CR7 is 100% supernatural. <laughs> so as the only alien, B, <laughs> what are you saying to the people? Are we? Is it like I bring you peace or are, are, is, the earth, uh, is the earth doomed? <laughs> uh, the earth is doomed, but at least you'll be entertained listening to Footy Prime. 
you're you're a you're supernatural brother that's yeah. what carrie ryan says i'll take it thanks carrie i think no, if any I of us is an alien it's it's craig like he's kind of freakishly tall right like you mean Skinny. he looks like one yeah <laughs> thanks charms yeah you're welcome i pal. think craig needs to get some sunlight though he's looking rather pale Blending into that wall back there. He's translucent. <laughs> no, it's the it's the computer, Craig. Don't listen to them. It's the computer. It's the white background that you have. Jeez, the reds are red. The blues are blue. I'm gonna go. Pat, I'm gonna go get the razor blades out in a minute. <laughs> they won't help you tan. It's like a giant Q-tip. <laughs> just just go back to where you belong. That's <laughs> a big Q-tip. Um, you could shave the head though. If that's what you're implying, you could. I think, I think you should, we should shave your head live on Footy Prime. Yeah, I, th I think we should take him first. I think we should take him for a spray tan. Oh, that would be great! <laughs> like Ross from Friends, we'll get his teeth whitened too. Yeah, yeah teeth white and the spray tan, and then we'll and then JC will take new photos for you for for your dating apps. Swipe right, the tan. I think you look great, shaved head. Really do. I'll shave. Yeah, it. It'll really work for you. Me too. I got a, I got one of those cool razors that can, you know, do all the different levels. Since I have a beard. <laughs> I think well, uh, there's not much up there at the moment, so I don't know. Well, then let's what take level, it off. What levels are you doing? I uh, think one. I think Craig's fear with going full bald is that you would look so much like a manager. Be like, oh, this like normally tall people. Did they play in the NBA? But you're no, kind of. No, I, I I went bald and I looked like a fucking bell end. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be a, a good looking version of Adam Silver. Speaking of sports execs, don't you think? Speaking of aliens. Talking yeah, about a skeleton boy. That guy looks like a skeleton. And yeah, evil skeleton. skeleton. He's well built. But uh, I, think, I think it would really work for you. I really do. I think we have the, the ladies just like falling off you. Mm. Rolling off you. Think about oh, it. Yeah. We'll do it live on Footy Prime. The big yeah. shave, we'll call it. Halftime show. <laughs> Halftime show, That'd yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> It'd be really it really good, actually. It won't take all the halftime. <laughs> if we, I tell you what, if we did that at a, a big match and the, join us on Footy Prime on on YouTube, a halftime of Man City Newcastle, we're going to shave Craig's head. That'd be, be killer numbers. Then we could uh, do we'll uh, a on his head after. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <Can> you... <laughs> and then next week's the spray tan. Yeah. Join us at halftime of Everton Liverpool while we yeah. spray tan Craig's body in yeah. its entirety. Yeah. We'll push push the fullbacks on. <laughs> Craig, don't worry, buddy. This is just added to the list of things we talk about doing that we'll never get to. No, you're right. We won't. You're right. All right, we're out of time. Um, anything else, Wonga, we need to mention that I haven't mentioned? Uh, just a couple things. FuboTV.com slash footy prime. Join us. Join up if it's the it's the third week. Uh it's the third week, right? Uh, on Fubo? Match day three. Yep. Match day three. So uh, if you haven't signed up, please sign up and use FuboTV.com slash footy prime to get there. And if you're feeling a good bet, like I did on Brentford, which I'll share tomorrow on footy picks, NorthstarBets.ca slash footy prime. Yeah. Big win for, you, for us, by the way. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks very much. Actually, it should be voided because we thought we were betting on something else. We're talking yep, about taking the futures. There were great, great odds oh, on. Let North me Star explain Pet. this very quickly. Yeah, please, so you explain we, we just how been, you we heard. Just, we've just been talking about TFC playing last night. This was on Tuesday. Just been talking about that, and then on I the get show a text. you mean on the show Sorry. we've been talking about that. Yeah, hours yeah, before. yeah. Right, whatever. But I get suddenly a WhatsApp message from Wonga saying, "Can you put ten bucks, uh, Shams, through North Star Bets on TFC winning?" So I went, yeah, sure. And then B goes, yeah, count me in. JC says, yeah, count me in. So I put 10, well, I put 40 bucks down on TFC winning. Is last that the night. biggest bet you've ever made, too? Oh, yeah, by a mile. Then I thought, oh, no, 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 I meant win the MLS Cup. Like, what the hell? How am I supposed to know that? Put 10 bucks <laughs> there was no TFC context. Winning. That's why I didn't care. But what bottom line is you owe me 10 bucks each, you pricks. I'm going to give you another 10 bucks for this futures. 33 okay. to 1, right, B? We'll do that as well. well yeah, yeah. It, no, it might be definitely. even bigger than that now. Could be. Yeah. Maybe See? we did the right thing. B, maybe you made us money. Charms, you made us money. Maybe maybe I did. Highly doubt it. All right, listen, we're out of time. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We're back 
on Friday for news and such. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. news and such, right? Yeah. yeah. I think by now I'd know it. Hope you enjoyed episode number 250. The big 250, the big 251's coming up in a couple of days' time. We'll chat soon. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.